Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back. It's 9.30. It's Friday, and it's time to party with your hosts, Anthony the Rook Trois. He's a PJ, guest. who's almost hammered, and me, this guy. You call me old-fashioned. <laughs> Are we appreciate back. saying Rook is a host again? Like, I thought he was still our special guest. I'm still a special guest for the next two months. He'll always be special. <laughs> <laughs> like true. gets out of school 30 minutes early so he doesn't go special on anybody else kind of special yeah special boss <laughs> it's uh it's not nice guys <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, that's uh it's not nice guys <laughs> listen offensive. it is what it is how is it offensive right. if we're not well, canceled it's not offensive enough we'll jump into this because this is a weird night we're filming on a Friday 9.39 at night, <laughs> randomly. Um, so let's get this thing going because we want to make it quick. We don't want to keep anyone too late, especially if you got to go out to the bars and stuff. So let's get it started. New York Jets versus the Pats this weekend. What do you think, boys? Oh, this is a big game. Uh, if the Jets win, they have an 88% chance to make the playoffs. If they lose, that chance drops down to 55%. So this this could be a make or break for the Jets right now. Honestly, I'm getting uh, I'm getting uh, I want to say it was 2011 playoff vibes wow. where Rex Ryan is chasing Sean Green. Was it 11? It might have been 10. I'm sorry, it was 2010. Um, Rex Ryan chasing Sean Green into the end zone to celebrate with the boys after a big touchdown. Uh, so you know, Darrell Revis was in town this week. I think that, that's a good sign. It bodes well. Uh, Everybody's well rested coming back off the bye. And sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. But I think right now with this with this team that they have going right now, it's, it's it's a lot easier to keep them engaged in playing the game of football because there's still games worth playing for. Uh, I think that that becomes hard at the end of the game. Like if you're the Lions right now, if you're the Bears right now, like why do you care about these games at the end of the year? You know, it's it's hard to keep yourself engaged uh, in, in a meaningful way. 
Um, it's not even the so, end of the year yet, you know? No, it's not. It's not. And, and those teams are already out of it. Right. <laughs> but the Jets are still in it, and that, it's good to be a Jets fan this year. It's good to be Listen, a New York fan of football teams this year. It's definitely a redemption game. Uh, I mean, that, that game against the Pats that we lost was dreadful. Uh, we should be in first place right now in the division, but we're not. I mean, we screwed up that game. Uh, I blame the media. I blame fans for getting on uh, – Zach Wilson and wanting him to throw the ball. And I'm sure maybe that didn't get into Wilson's head, but I think it might've gotten to Robert Sala's head. You know, you got to give the fans what they want and you're winning. Yeah. Let's try to throw the ball a little bit more and look what happened. You know, you stick yep. to the game plan, you run the ball, you pound it up their ass. I mean, that's what you're into. Let me tell you, let me tell you something about this Jets, <laughs> Jets pass game. Let me tell you about something about this Jets pass game. Cause I, I watched this last game, right? When the last time you guys played against them out of the 11 drives, the Pats had nine of them were well beyond the 25-yard line, right? Because typically you punt it, either you go 20-yard line or if you do a kickoff, it's about 25-yard line. Were, the field position battle of that game was obviously heavily in favor of the of the Patriots at that point, right? Jets were always starting behind the 20 or the 25-yard line, always had a longer field to go. Your defense did a really good job in that game. They just gave up 22 points, and I think one of them was off a pick six from, from Zach Wilson, correct? In that game? No, no, not a pick six. He oh, he got deception, but but when obviously deception turns over into points anyway. But yeah, yeah well, they ran one back to pretty much the uh, red zone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, the killer for us was the fact that they called a bullshit pass, uh, a, a bullshit roughing the, the pass, roughing, roughing the pass on a yeah, pick six for DJ for DJ Reed. Right, exactly. it, we we would have been up seventeen to three going into the half. If yeah. the referees didn't have uh, Bill Belichick in their pocket, or vice versa. Exactly. So my point is, if the Jets' defense stays the same, sorry, <laughs> if the Jets' defense stays the same, plays as hard as they've been playing the last few weeks, and the offense steps up a little bit to what you see, kind of what you got from Zach last week. I'm um, not last week, week before against with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. You guys have a chance of winning this game and have taken control and like of your own destiny, destiny basically to get into the playoffs. I think this is huge. So I think. Your defense, I'm not worried about the Jets' defense. You just got to be worried about making sure Zach Wilson's on his game and that he's he's the offense is moving the ball and you're not losing that field position battle constantly throughout the entire game. Yeah, we, we lost two phases. You know, we talk about it, and Coach always said it too. Coach said, uh, you know, you, you got to win two out of the three phases of the game. You got to win either offense and special teams, defense or special teams, offense and defense. So, something needs to go, um, go that way. And um, – you know, it's uh, it's it, we we lost two phases of the last game. Um, obviously, we were winning on defense, but you know we got crushed offensively, and our special teams actually didn't show up that game either. So I'm pretty sure we, we missed a field goal in that game. So, um, you know that was that was a bit of a killer too. So <laughs> we we just have to concentrate on special teams. Have been very really good lately, and yeah. our defense being good, and then offense just doesn't turn the ball over. Listen, there's yeah, no reason the Jets can't win this weekend. Um, no, especially if they stick to what they've been doing, and, and you know, what has been helping them win the games. So, uh, I mean, enough with the bullshit sports media. Uh, enough with the the New York media in general, just attacking this dude. There's plenty of other people who attack in in, in sports right now, and the Jets having a you know a season for the decade right now, and all they want to do is harp on the little bullshit things. I think the Jets definitely have the the skills to win this game. I'm not scared of the Pats. The Pats aren't the Pats of, you know, that we've had, used to have to deal with in the, uh, the AFC, you know? So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to sit here and say, you know, mark it down as a win for the Jets. They're definitely going to have to work for it. 
But if the Jets if the Jets lose against the Pats this weekend, it's a letdown. It's a hundred percent letdown. It's their game to lose. It's you know what I mean. I agree. The other, the other thing, the the Jets are undefeated on the road this year. Way to put it the out there, Michael K. Listen, the road. They, <laughs> I mean, listen, everybody's been saying it for a long time already. It's the first I time see, I heard I, you say it, though. You're not allowed. I see, to. I see. I see memes about it every day. The only undefeated teams on the road this year, like the Jets and like the Eagles. Kiss of death. I don't think so. I think I think we go into New England and beat the shit out of these guys. I hope so. And and we're wearing white on black. Listen, man, it's a good combination, and taking it to you know Bill Belichick in Beantown is always worth celebrating. So I'll be ecstatic on Sunday because I was really bored this this past weekend. I, I got to say, even though I went five and zero with my picks, and I was excited about that. I, I barely watch football. I was like, all right, Jets on and on. I'm not starting my Sunday at 1 o'clock the right way. Yeah. And I was tuned out of football. Uh, did you think – Did you do you think that maybe the Jets press too hard when they're at home? I think they're playing uh, – they're playing to win, and there's like that onus on them of just, I don't know, satisfying sports media, satisfying the fans, giving them what they want. And what they want is ridiculous because all I want as a real fan is wins. I don't care. I've said it before. I don't care if we win 2 nothing with a safety. I don't care. It's a win. Who cares? Yeah. Like I, They want to focus on the bullshit. I, just, I was just talking about that with a coworker today. Like Fans, you know, we were talking about Aaron Judge and, and, and fans being, you know, booing Aaron Judge after a great season in the postseason. F- fans don't go to games to watch the game, especially not in New York. Right. Fans go to games to watch the team win. So when you don't give them what they wanted, they didn't get what they paid for. A fan does not pay to go watch the team play. Couldn't care less. Like I, I pay to watch you win. Right. You know, a fan's not giving up hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars, and end their time to watch a loss. So yeah. when they get upset about you Especially losing, like can, can can you really fault them for getting upset that they paid for something that they didn't get? They paid for a W. Right. No, no fan goes just to watch the game. Oh, I just, I'm just a supporter. No, no, no. I go to watch my team win. That's it. Exactly. You're going to pay, what, $1,000 to go maybe get two tickets to the ALCS game, right? Mm-hmm. Yankees are games three and four in New York. They get fucking swept. You're spending how much money in food and beer? You know, <laughs> you're spending close to $1,500 to, uh, you know, and plus parking. You're still looking for football. $2,000. Same thing with football. Football is even worse because it's less games. So even the regular season is a lot of money. And look and, at how New York Rangers, too. You pay how much money to pay, go to a Ranger game? You're lucky if you get tickets for $100 for a Ranger game. You know? And so New York is not, all because, the convenience not because, fees. Yeah. And not because we're, we're like we're angry or we hate our team so much. We're such shitty fans. No, we're paying a lot of money to see these teams and see them win. And when we have to go to a game and pay that much money to take our families to enjoy it, we can't enjoy it because they're fucking losing. Like it's, right. it's ridiculous. You know what's crazy? Talk about talk about supporting your teams. The Jets have the high, the second highest uh, attendance in the NFL right now. Wow, that's awesome! The second highest great. attendance. It's that's what winning means. It's not. And, yeah. and again, you sit there and go, "Oh, well, that's because f- fans are front runners." No, it's like, why pay money to go be miserable? I exactly. agree. I agree. You know, it's not. It's not fair weather. It's like I'm. I'm 35 years old. I physically get angry when they play like dog shit. So yeah. why would I expose myself? Why would I subject myself to that type of like, oh, well, I'm going to go and just be miserable. Like who yeah, pays right. money to be upset? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I usually get paid to be upset while I'm sitting at work. Right. So if I want to be miserable, I'll get paid right. to be miserable. I'm not going to yeah. go pay to be miserable. The hell out of here. 
Absolutely. So I don't want to. I don't. I don't. It's doing well. This short, but I think we should move forward because I know we're trying to make this a short night. I know we all got things to do. So let's try to move on. So I want to go to your point, TJ. We were talking about a win is a win. Doesn't matter how you get it done. And then I'm talking about New York Football Giants. A lot of fans complain because they're like, Giants aren't passing the ball that much. You know, they're they're passing it 17 times a game, but they're going to run it 44 times. It's not exciting football. They can't put up more than 30 points. Listen, the New York Giants know who they are, right? They know they're a run-first team. They know they're a defensive team who's not not like an overwhelmingly good defense, but they're a defense good enough where like they're a bend-don't-break defense. They're going to give them a field goal. They give them a lot of yards. They are. They're going to get a big third-down play, get a couple sacks, and we get a couple lucky turnovers here and there, fumbles, a couple of deceptions. Last last week, defense was really good. They had a couple just, uh, just key so turnovers. Know, those aren't lucky. That's hard work that creates that luck. It's not luck. Well, so that fumbles, guy against the Jags game because he we were like, oh, it's a turnover, and he was like, no, that was the luckiest fumble I ever seen in my life. The Giants I fumbled the ball because he couldn't take the pressure. That's all. I mean, somebody dude, listen, no, I said it luck. wasn't. It wasn't from like, the effort of the defense that caused that fumble. It was being a shitty ball handler, which it was. He, he got, got tackled, tackled around the waist and dropped the ball. He still got tackled around the waist and dropped the ball. Usually, you got to punch the ball out. You get hit hit the ball with your helmet. No, he got tackled around the waist from behind and went, Bleh. dude. Honestly, if he was in college, if he was in college, if he, dude, if he was in college, uh, the coach would have handed him a football and be like, "You better walk around with this all week." And if I see no. somebody take it away from you, you're getting benched. No, no, you don't get to say that because you didn't like the program, and they did that in the program. So you don't get to reference the program in a positive. Oh, yeah. after you what is the program? All over the program. Yeah, I don't know exactly. what the program is. Uh, let's get back to the Giants. All right. Let's get back to Giants. Why? So thing. Why? Do you hear fans bitch and moan that Daniel Jones isn't throwing the ball as much as he should? And then what <laughs> happens when he throws the ball? I don't know. Three years of interceptions? That's what you guys want? Have fun. Well, exactly I'm, I'm down with it. Year. He's been pretty good this year. Not this year, good. but for the past three years, what happens when he airs it out? Not when he airs it out. It's just when he holds yeah. on to the ball and gets sacked. He's a he's, fumble guy. He's, he's not a, a really fumble guy. He's not an interception guy. guy. He's a huge fumble guy. This year, he's been he's been working on those uh, keeping those balls since hand. <laughs> Aren't we all? Anyway, back to the Giants. Back to the Giants. So real quick, they're playing the Lions this week. They have a very tough schedule coming up. They have the Lions. They have the Cowboys. They have the Redskins. I'm sorry, the Commanders. <laughs> they canceled now. The Commanders, Eagles, Commanders again, and they have the Vikings and the Eagles. They have the fourth hardest schedule coming up. And uh, I think someone posted, someone tweeted it out with like, if the Giants go like three and four or three and three after the Lions game, would you take it? And I'm like hundred percent. If the Giants are at if the Giants can beat the Lions on Sunday and they're eight and two and they go three and three in the next six games, they're eleven and five. Like, why would you not take that at three and three? Granted, listen, the Eagles are a very good team this year. They just signed Sue. So Sue's coming to play for the Eagles. The commanders are not an easy, easy win anymore. They're playing pretty tough. Tal Henneke's a pretty decent quarterback now. You got two games against them, one on the road, one at home. And then you got Thanksgiving short week um game against the Cowboys. It's a very tough schedule for the Giants. They need to get this win for, against the Lions. And I'm a little worried about it. I'm going to tell you why. The Lions may have a really tell shitty us. defense. They might have a shitty de- shitty defense, but they know how to score. The Giant uh the the Lions are averaging close to like 30 something points a game, right? They like they could put up 30 points. I think they had like two or three letdown games. They had a zero game. He had zero points against the Pats and they had like a six point game against some other team. But most of the time they're scoring like 30 uh, you know, high 20s and 30 points. The Giants have not scored 
over 30 points since October of 2020. <laughs> so I'm worried if the Giants get down by a lot, I don't, I don't know if they're going to have enough to come back. Um, look, it, yeah, but you know what? That, that's the thing with the, the reason why the Lions can score that much is they usually trade points in a lot of their games, and it's a very much wide-open back-and-forth game. No, it is. So it if is. their defense is going to play wide open, and it, the, the Giants have the ability to take advantage, I, I wouldn't be worried about that. I understand what the stats say, and they haven't scored 30 points, but if your defense is going to play wide open, it's going to be a back-and-forth game like a basketball game. I have I, I I faith in their ability to score points. If it's a shootout, though, what I'm worried about is though our receivers. You know, you have Wandell Robinson, who's still a rookie. He's he's been playing pretty well, but not amazing. You have Galladay. Last week, he had a ball hit him straight in the chest. He just fucking dropped it. What, what is going on with Kenny Galladay? That's been having a lot know, though this year. Not just him, dude. There's been a lot of all the games I've watched. That you know, obviously, we get in market. You know, the one o'clock, four o'clock, yeah, yeah. depending on who's playing. Giants, Jets. Yeah, it's been happening a lot. You see a lot of receivers getting hit right in the chest. Right in the numbers, right in the hands, and then it's just on the ground. And it's like I haven't seen that this much in a long time, dude. And and even like the commentators aren't getting on him enough because they're like, "Oh, it was a little high." It's like, dude, it was shoulder height. What do you mean a little high? Dude, the Jags game. Remember we watched the Jag games together. We were texting about the Jags with the Giants. Yeah. And in that first half, the Giants receivers had seven drop balls in the first half. Yeah, that dude, that was nuts. That game. And it was like they, the Giants should have won that game easily. It should have been like. 30 to 16 or like one of those. Who was, like who was the drop? What was it? Third down. And the dude was wide open across the middle and he just dropped it. He like turned last to run week? and he just dropped it. Last week? No, uh, against Jacksonville. I remember that one. That's too far back. Dude, it was like third last down week? and like seven and hit him right in the hands and he turned and it, the ball just was on the floor. It's like, wait, ha- what? <laughs> well, last week they had Galladay had one of them was it was. The throw was a little bit in front of him, but if you just dive and give some sort of effort, you effort you catch that ball. The hands were off, the ball was off his hands. He, he was able to get his hands on the ball. You got able right. to catch it as a, a receiver of the National Football League. And then the next one, he gets his crossing route comes right up the middle. The ball hits him dead in the chest. Like, what are you doing? You, your hands can't catch a football anymore. Like, what is going on? It was embarrassing for him. So, like, you have him. Everyone's like, oh, he's gonna be a revenge game against the Lions. It's not gonna be a revenge game. The guy hasn't really played that well. Like right. he, luckily he gets like eight snaps. They don't even play him. Like they, they're like Dables are not like has enough with it, but they spent so much money on this guy. What are they going to do with him? Like, is that you could do? You put so much money into this guy, you at least try to play him. You get him a couple snaps, and that's what he does. He drops the ball and right in his chest. Yeah, you have him. Darius Slayton's actually been playing pretty well, considering he was almost in the chopping block before uh, before for preseason. Uh, he had that fifty-four yard touchdown last week again. Oh, Daniel Jones was dropping back and. Just weaved it up, and it was a bad missed tackle by the uh, by the Texans. But still, I mean, he's you know he still took it for fifty four yards. He has a speed there, but I don't know. I just I'm a little bit worried about it. I think Lions plus three and a half. There, it's probably going to be a shootout if anything, or the Giants defense steps up and they actually since the Lions don't really play that well against good defenses. I'm hoping the Giants are one of those good defenses that could put the the Lions offense uh, on a little bit of a halt. That's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, did you see that report? Um, about Dable, and I, I happen to like Dable. I think he's a great coach for New York. I mean, not yeah. just for your team, not just the Giants, but he he, he embraces that New York attitude, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Seeing him at Ranger games and stuff like that, he's just pumped up and full of energy. Yeah. But he, uh, it came out that when he went for his interview, that uh, Dan Campbell during the interview was like punching walls and throwing chairs and stuff. Did you see that? No. Dan yeah. Campbell's a psychopath. Dude, and it's like, 
in what place? Like, I understand football. It's a bunch of tough guys. And, but, you, dude, somebody needs to grab Dan Campbell and explain to him, like, if you're not playing the sport anymore, there's no reason to act just like a caged animal. Like, yeah. in a job interview, why would I want to work for somebody like that that's just throwing shit around and punching walls and just being an absolute psychopath? Like, what's the point of that? It's insane. It's like maybe it's when not- you stop playing football, you stop also doing mass amounts of steroids. Allegedly. <laughs> he he also, like, I think last year they like, interviewed him on, on Barstool, part of my take, and they're like, what would you like to have, like, what, like, what, like to coach to motivate your team? And he's like, I'd love to have a lion on a chain and just be like, you fucked up. Here's a lion. Like, I'm going to have the lion come at you and growl or all in your face, whatever. He's nuts. He's he's out there, man. He's He's a crazy dude, that guy. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much those are my Giants points. I think. Um, um, did you guys happen to catch the Bills? What is going on with Josh Allen? Yeah, I saw that game too. He that was that was actually a really good game. It was, um, oh, absolutely, it's probably game of the year thus far. Yeah, easily. And they were down. I mean, they all he had to do was hold to the ball. I think they win that game, right? He fumbled the ball pretty much. In the I end think game. he was. I think. I think he was kind of like relenting. Like I'm going to get a safety, maybe. I think I'm pretty yeah. sure he was taking a knee. You think he was gonna like just take a hit and just sit down as a safety, right? I mean, why would? Yeah, he? I, 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 either he was trying to go to the one yard line, take a knee on the one yard line, or, or he was trying to just say, "All right, fuck it, it's a safety. I don't care because they don't have enough time. We're gonna kick them out of the end zone, and yeah. that, that, that's the game." And he fumbled the snap, and that's how the the Vikings yeah, yeah, recover right. in the end zone to tie the game, and that's that's how it went into overtime. Right. Yeah. No, that was, and, that was and, a good game. <clears throat> um, There's definitely but, some but problems in Buffalo. They they are, and you know what though? But they, haven't I been telling you guys this? There are certain teams that they revolve around one player, and that one player, if he stops being special, the team is mediocre or bad yeah. or bad. Yeah. And 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 for Buffalo and for Kansas City, those are their quarterbacks. And, that, and generally right. speaking, that's not a bad thing. No, until your quarterback goes through a bad stretch, and then you can't win a ball game. Yeah, it's not like a bad like a couple starting pitchers going through a bad stretch, but it is. But imagine you can only pitch that starting pitcher every day. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, I think it's a little similar, but not really. But yeah, I know I get what you mean. That's I mean the Chiefs are Chiefs are all right right now, but you know Patrick Mahomes, I mean he's he's special though. But you're well, right. I'm saying it, if he's if off tomorrow. He went down. Oh yeah, no, that Chiefs aren't awesome. even in the playoffs. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, but I mean, but look, I just want to point out if Josh, if Josh Allen played in New York. And when I say New York, I mean New York City, like the place that actually matters, not New York State, which is named after New York City because the state just wanted to kind of be cool. But anyway, if Josh Allen played for either of the New York franchises, right, they would have kicked him out of town already after those two or three bad games that he's had in a row. They'd have been like, oh, he's a bust. We thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's a bust, (laughs) clearly. He'd have been booed out of town. I don't think he would have ever gotten this far because his first two seasons would have been so mediocre to some far. <laughs> the fans would have been like, get out of town. Look what they're doing to Zach Wilson and his team's winning. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, – We talk about look what they quarterbacks did. become mediocre. Look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the backers are shit. Yeah. He's, he's, well, you he's know, older, and they get him that big contract too. Their offensive line's not that great anymore. Listen, they yeah, have, he, he's showing up for no a paycheck, receivers. dude. They no, have no receivers. A, there's a lot of bad – there's, like, wide-open receivers on his team, and he was just missing them last night. Yeah, but – no, but you know what? If, it, it it doesn't matter because after the first four or five games, he already knows, like, this team's going nowhere. Nowhere mm-hmm. fast. It, they, they, it's a dead he's end. He's got one guy. 
he's got one guy, or he's got one and a half guys. He's got Randall Cobb, and this guy Christian Watson's coming on. Yeah, he's pretty be, well. Lazard is trash. I don't care what anybody says. Alan Lazard is not yeah, good. Stinks. He's not. He's a three or a four wide receiver on most other teams. His offensive line is not blocking for him. And I think the biggest problem that Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Jones, Aaron uh, Rodgers has right now is that he doesn't have that escapability that he once had. Yeah. He used to have older, that. Man. Okay. Oh, you almost got me. And, but you lose that step and now you're relying to, on your offensive line to, to keep you out of trouble. And they can't, they can't do it. I mean, you watch with Justin Fields right now. If Justin Fields isn't fast, we're not even talking about him right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm Justin sorry, Fields he's isn't fast. He's bagging groceries, dude. He can't I'm, throw. I'm on. I'm on team Lashawn McCoy. Shady got it right. The dude doesn't throw passes. Like he's having a great year for a running back. But if he was, if you're looking at quarterback stats, he's having a Zach Wilson year. Yeah, and yeah, I guess the Big Ben. The big fantasy ben guys too. love him, but but this isn't fantasy football. This is the NFL. Yeah, yeah. fantasy points don't win you games. Nah, but I'm saying Big Ben too, and he he was always elusive and like hard to bring down. He got older. It was like when he got older. Yeah, that's it. It's it. It, it just became a thing where it's like, all right, one of your biggest uh, attributes that helped you is now it's not there anymore. Just yeah. same thing with McNair toward the end of his career. McNair became less elusive, uh, oh, yeah. easier to bring down, and and, and it, it hurt him too. So, you know, yeah. I don't want to say we're seeing it with Rodgers. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is, is that clearly Aaron Rodgers from five years ago doesn't get sacked this much. Mm-hmm. He's scrambling around, and you're going to see it with Mahomes when he gets older. He'll probably be in the same boat. You'll see the same thing with Fields. One day he'll get older, or it might be later this season when the Jets slap him around that he gets hurt or something like that, and he can't move around that great. And maybe that's what happened with with, uh, Allen a little bit over the last couple of games where he gets hurt playing against the Jets, and he's playing against the Vikings injured, and, you know, he's making mistakes, you know. Uh, I'm not saying that the, the Jets caused this or whatever it was, you know, like, I'm just saying is, you know, you run, you're going to get slapped around a little bit, and you can't do that forever. No, uh, that's why they're always trying to protect the quarterback. You know, it's well, nice there's a reason have. why the the average running back only lasts what, like three years in the NFL? Yeah, the average player lasts like three years. The average running back lasts like thirty days. <laughs> if you're lucky to get the what the big contract and go four fifty year, like that's that's like huge. Yeah, yeah. Like especially the way that the, the the all these reports are coming out about like these turf fields and shit just causing injuries. I've been on uh, the field at Giant Stadium, but they have that field that's like has the rubber pellets underneath and yeah. there's no seams in it. Like it's so everybody has the rubber pellets for the most part. So what I didn't know is that so I played on a field with with the artificial turf when I was in high school. Our turf was like little pieces of blades of grass. They look like this. Yeah. Right. Like just straight up and up and down. It got matted down a lot, but it was cushy. Like you hit it and you bounced. But it, but they all just stuck up like kind of like how AstroTurf had mm-hmm. most like it stuck up, but yeah. it's very very short. This was long and it stuck up. Apparently, the turf that they're using in the NFL right now is like weaved, where it's not like this; it looks like that. So it's like imagine like a strip like this, and then they cut little holes into it to make it look like grass. Who in their right mind was like, mm, let's see, these guys got cleats on, let's put little holes in grass and have it stick out like this. As if it's not going to get stuck in the weeds. Yeah. Right. I'm like, who's who was the genius that thought like, oh yeah, we could use cleats on this. That that works. It does not work. That's why these guys the, apparently their cleats are getting stuck in that in that weave, weave? that's in the yeah. It, it's like the I saw it and if I could find the damn grass like the fake grass that has that, I'll show it to you. But 
I was like, who who invented that, and why are they so stupid? Yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing. It might work, you know, in high school football or you know even college football. But once you get to the NFL level, where the guy's at his peak performance, his you know optimum body size, he's just a machine at being athletic. And you're making a cut running as fast as an NFL player does or a receiver does, and you're making a cut, dude. Like you're already skating on thin ice with not getting injured because you're pushing your body to the limit. And then if it gets stuck just a little bit, that's all it takes for a tear. Yeah. People don't realize how easy it is to tear muscle, to tear tendon. It's it, it's nothing special. It, I mean, biting to a piece of steak it, it, and you hit a piece of tendon. It's it's not it's nothing crazy, dude. It, it's meat. It's thin. It's pliable. You could rip it up and for, to put something like that. If that's the case with, with the weaves and people's cleats getting stuck, that's literally all it takes to blow out of meat. It doesn't take yeah, much. Yeah. Well, I know you guys talk about the turf, but I do want to get moving on to the next one. I know, Nick, you're looking it up. If you find it, let us know. We'll put it up. Yeah. Uh, but New York Rangers, tough loss last night, overtime in Seattle, late night. If you were awake, sleepless in Seattle. Um, I was not. I went to bed. But overtime loss. Uh, Trocek actually had a late goal in the third period to bring it to overtime. Trocek has been surprisingly pretty well, uh, playing pretty well for the New York Rangers, which is pretty awesome. Um, he's winning face-offs. He's getting these goals. But the rest of the Rangers team not playing. No, not even close. Well. They're on a skid, dude. They're on an absolute skid. I don't know what's yeah, going yeah. on. Um, you, you can't sit here and say, you know, like at the end of last year, going into the playoffs and, and the playoff run we had with some of the guys, you know, not playing to their potential. And you're saying, all right, you know, you went through a whole season of hockey. You're tired. You're beaten up. You know, you just need rest. And rest isn't coming unless you lose. Yeah. It, there's no excuse at this point for how bad they're playing. And they are playing horribly bad they're playing dreadful and it, it's just sick it, it reminds me of you know essentially how the islanders went to the stanley cup and then the next year last year they were a joke and that's it and it's amazing how that could just absolutely like how does that happen how do you have caliber of players that you had last year nothing changes you get more comfortable with each other at the very least and more comfortable with the system that you're playing and you get worse it's just I I don't want to sit here and start questioning people's like, you know, heart and and if their heart's in it and effort, but it's gotta be an effort thing. It has to be. It's not talent. Nothing changed from last year to this year. If anything, they got better. So yeah, right. it's clearly yeah. an effort issue. And they just don't have it this year. And they it, it as a fan, as a fan that really cares a lot, and hockey's my number one sport, the Rangers are my favorite franchise. In sports, as a fan, it's like, dude, cut the shit. Like, there's no excuse for it, and it's not going to be tolerated. I mean, to where people are on Twitter asking if, if, hey, is it in the realm of possibility that the Rangers trade Truba, who they just named captain? It's like, dude, anything's in the realm of possibility right now. You're getting curb stomped <laughs> everywhere you go. Imagine. That'd be fucking insane to trade him. I wouldn't Maybe be surprised. Somebody needs to get me some season tickets to the New York Rangers. Uh, listen, I don't, I don't, I'm not, you guys are hockey guys. I love, I love watching hockey every now and then. I don't follow it, you know, all, what, 82 games. I, when it gets to the playoffs, I really get into it. I, I tune in every now and then. I follow every score, see how the Rangers are doing. And it, it it's just frustrating because you'll see a game, Rangers score like five or six goals. Next game, they can't even put the puck in the net. No chance. I think I think I think what's frustrating too right now is that 
you had the Devils who were like red hot. What they won like eleven straight games or something like that. I guess they won an OT last night against the Leafs. No, like, no, the Devils is, tearing it up. Devils are playing really, really good hockey right now. And then you have the Islanders are playing well. You already lost two games to the Islanders. Someone who's in your division, that's not great. And they were, and they weren't even close. Those are embarrassing losses. Dude, the, the, the Rangers aren't. The Rangers are not making the playoffs this season, unless something well, happens, a miracle and a turnaround, and they go on like a twenty game winning streak. I just don't see it happening. They they don't have it in them. They can't tie yeah. wins together. They can barely get wins. It's just not yeah. going to happen. If that if that happens, they miss the playoffs. It'll be a huge letdown after yeah. making the Eastern Conference Finals last year, being up two zero, and then and then losing that lead and not even going to Stanley Cup, no championship, nothing, and then to come out this year and and not even improve the team. You have better talent here. You got Trotrack. You signed him. You bring BC back, and. And you can't make the playoffs. I mean that that'd be I mean that'd be the most disappointing result. I hope it doesn't happen. It's still early in the season. A lot of hockey to be played. I mean, you've seen the Blues. The Blue was that one year. The Blues were like last place. They won the Stanley Cup. So anything could happen. You get hot at the right time and you make the playoffs and you'll be on. I think about half the league makes the playoffs in the, in the NHL. You know, you got to be at least in that point. But um, yeah, I mean it's 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 rough right now. I'll be a Rangers fan. Enjoy the enjoy hockey right now. Listen, they're not playing up to up to snuff, dude. They're not playing up to the standard that we expect. As fans, and I mean, we got tickets for a game later on in the season. The, the, I mean, if it was a stock, the the ticket value definitely we took a loss on that. <laughs> they might be yeah. going for fifteen bucks by the end of the year. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, we we, we couldn't go earlier because of the uh, the snow. I had the newborn. It's tough to to get oh, out yeah. for a full night. But you know, uh, with your work, you know, the snow and everything get in the way. So uh, hopefully, it's we'll, like we'll free keychain night or something like that. We get something out of it. Yeah, well, originally we were going to go. It was the fan appreciation night, but then I was going to yeah. be away on uh, on my cruise. That would have been sick. That would have been a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, we um, we got those tickets. So, I mean, we'll see. Nick, what do you think about the New York Rangers? I know you're looking up the turf, but. I think. Point. So, so from what I've been seeing, um, it, it's, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to be any continuity. Um, the, the, the other hard part for me is like the things that we did well last season, we are not doing this season. So capitalizing on the power play, using those, the, getting those trash goals, you know, from deflections and guys standing and establishing themselves in front of the net. We're not doing that. We're back to playing the way we did two, three years ago, where we're taking shots from the circles, uh, and from the blue line, taking wild shots at the net, as opposed to establishing a big body up front trying to get some, uh, some, you know, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Um, uh, T, when somebody stands in front of the goalie and he loses the puck. Screen. Thank you. <laughs> Try to screen, trying to screen the damn goalie, something like that. That's what we were doing last year. That's what made us successful. And now we're not doing that. We're not and grinding. It seems, it seems like we're getting lost in the boards now. We're getting lost in the, in the corners. Like, you know, we're, we're dumping it in and then we're, we're losing it at that point. Last year, we're grinding toward the, the, the corners and we're sitting there and we're trying to dig it out, getting it back out to the other end. And then again, establishing ourselves in front of the net this year, we're dumping it in and we're losing the board. We're losing the battle on the board right there down in the, in the, in the corners. We're just losing it. It's, it's happening way too often. It's like we're giving the puck away because we're oh, not yeah. following. We're not following through on our strategy. No. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what, what, uh, what the reasoning for it is. What I don't like is, um, changing lines all the time. Listen, you're going to get beat up if the lines aren't working, but changing the lines every single night, that ain't going to work either. 
No, you're not building chemistry that way. You, I mean, if you want to, if you want to punish a team, make them friggin' bag skate the next practice, just the whole time. Bag skate it. Let's go. You guys can leave when you puke. Like that. The chemistry. The chemistry is not the problem. The chemistry was there last year. It, it's not a chemistry issue. And yeah, we added a couple pieces, but it's not where you have to switch lines up to where you're dropping Kreider down to the fourth line. Like, yeah. Who is that helping? I don't understand it. Like, it makes no sense. I understand you have to do something. And, you know, Dragalant, as the coach, has to make something happen. But I I don't know. Start the game off pulling the goalie and say, well, you're going to score anyway, so screw yous. <laughs> no reason to, you know, let Igor take pucks off the head. Yeah. Work harder. I I, I don't know, but it's, I agree with you. Switching up the lines and just disrupting chemistry – you know, between players is not the answer. I honestly, in my head, being the superstitious guy I am, it seemed on average like once every 10 games, Truba injured somebody with a clean hit, and you just got the tweets, oh, he's a dirty player, he's a dirty player. We haven't gotten one this year so far. So I think Truba needs to just lay wood on somebody, you know, and, and start the fire that way. Yeah, I don't think we're playing physical at all. Not at all. Big issue. We're not playing physical at all. Um, we're just getting abused across the blue lines. Um. Again, we, we can't win a faceoff worth a damn. That's just like an ongoing theme for the last two and a half, three years. Uh, checks there. Trocheck's the only That's one. That's it. Uh, That's the only one who's winning, who's winning a faceoff. It's, so ran- it's a Rangers thing. That has been. I feel like that has been. It doesn't matter between what coach it is. Like from when Tortorella was here, when Lavignon was here, they all like they never won faceoffs. Like it's no, just well, they, they also never used to have a, any type of decent power play, and we got that last year. Yeah, that's true. We couldn't we couldn't tie it together with a decent uh, you know faceoff guy. And yeah. how many times were we in the offensive zone and just couldn't capitalize at all? Where you watch other teams, like I mean, Jesus, the Capitals made a living off of that. You know, in the heyday of Ovechkin and uh, what's his name in the, in um, on defense. Um, help me out here. Just had it, Nick something. Backstrom. Fairly confident his name is Nick Backstrom. There you go. Um, I mean, they made a yeah. living off that. Get in the hockey, offensive yeah, zone, <laughs> win a faceoff, and just throw it on net. You know what I mean? And it's just never been that way for the Rangers. But, uh, yeah. dude, I, I it's it, like like you said, you don't want to go and pay to see a team lose and spend money to be miserable. Like sitting on my couch, miserable every night watching this team, just being frustrated, trying to figure out like. They have no identity. There's no character to them. There's no, they, you know what I mean? It, it's just, it's, I just want there's to point the puck, out, I've never back this way, back Rangers. that way. It's a tennis match. <laughs> I, I've never paid to see the Rangers lose ever. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the New York Rangers. I think we're going to move on here. We're going to do Manscaped. We're going to come back. We don't have anything for this segment, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, with our new segment, Kangaroo Court. So uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.
fellas, the fantasy football draft season is right around the corner. CD Lamb is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? It's time to get your snake looking right for this snake draft with sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have created a championship lineup with the Performance Package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Tom Brady didn't come out of retirement for you to have hairy balls. So slot it at the quarterback and get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. It's time to put the PP back in a PPR league. All right. I've got you out the, the banner at the bottom <laughs> during that commercial. Oh, well. All right, we're back with Kangaroo Court. So, we don't have Kangaroo Court tonight, even though we usually, well, not usually, but we were supposed to have it. We had a little bit of an issue with someone who was summoned, who got a summons and a complaint in their mailbox, in their DM, saying they had to be a Kangaroo Court, and he's not here today. And it is very frustrating. Granted, we did switch time on him. He was not notified. So, we'll give, we'll give him, we'll, in regular court, you have to be notified before you could uh, be brought in front of a judge and have a decision made against you. So, We'll give it to him. We'll give him a break tonight. But Kangaroo Court basically is we're going to sit here. We'll switch up who's going to be judged for each Kangaroo Court, depending on the topic of discussion. We don't want anyone to have any in part, you know, any unbiased or too biased judge against them. Um, but basically, we'll take turns. Me, Nick, and TJ will be your judges. And then you can pick whether or not you want TJ, Nick, or me, and uh, whoever represent you in court of Kangaroo. Because at this point, we're going to do friendly disputes, right? If you have a fantasy trade you hated, if you have someone who keeps vetoing against your fantasy trade in a fantasy league, if you have a sports take, if you have a pop culture take, if you have anything, whatever, against your friend, some sort of take or dispute against them, we're going to bring it here in front of kangaroo court. I'm going to give you either two types of damages. I'm going to give you punitive damages, which means well, somebody's getting punished, or two monetary damages, which means somebody's going to pay up. Because maybe they lost a bet or, um, I don't know, whatever, whatever, maybe whatever reason might be. But Kangaroo Court is going to be here. We have someone scheduled for next week already. So we have a dispute between uh, the guys. I think it was four, 1420 podcast. Um, they have a dispute they wanted to have settled with the Kangaroo Court. So we will see what um, what we're going to do with them. What is it? Four, yeah, 1420 Sports Bar podcast. They'll be on next week. Um so we're going to have them. They're going to have a dispute. He said they're going to think about what it is. One of the disputes they have is about musical taste. So we'll decide who's going to be a judge next week about that. But you, I mean, if the you guys, topic is Beatles, uh, I can't be a judge because I hate the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, no, it might be Beatles. So we have to if it's Pink it Floyd, Nick is out as judge because he hates Pink Floyd. Wow, I was going to say if it's Pink no, it's Floyd, not, I'm out. It's I hate Pink Floyd. Floyd. I think I think I might be the judge for that one. Then we'll decide. Well, since TJ hates the Beatles, I think one side was definitely Beatles. So. You'll represent oh, whoever God. has the other side against the Beatles. And Nick, can you represent the Beatles or you hate the Beatles too, Nick? I don't hate the Beatles. Oh, yes. There we hate go. John we Lennon. Nick will do the Beatles. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, 
<laughs> I hate Yoko Uno. Uh, oh, oh no, whatever fucking name is. Um, but we'll have Yokozuna. Nick. What? Yokozuna. No, at least uh, Yokozuna had an ass. If they do, if they do the music wow. one, they want to do. We're gonna. I'll be the judge. TJ represent the other side against the Beatles. Nick represent the Beatles along with the uh, with our two guests that are coming to Kangaroo Court. But I mean, did I describe it pretty well? What do you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun segment just to air out some grievances between friends, between frenemies, whatever you want to do. If you wanted to shit on each other, that's absolutely right up our alley. We just want to make a fun place where you can just go and vent, and we're not the people's court. We can't. We we can't pay you to show up. I just heard a really funny story. And I don't want to put out there who it was or anything like that. But I know – I just found this out yesterday from my brother. I know two people that decided to go on the people's court <laughs> and sue each other because they pay you like 900 bucks to be on the people's court. Yeah, and they also pay for whoever loses. <laughs> like if you lose, they pay your damages. Dude, <laughs> they fabricated the most ridiculous story. And they are the people's core. And I'll tell you guys off the podcast, because I don't know if there's some kind of statute of limitations where they can have to give that money back. But I can't wait to tell you guys, because it's absolutely ridiculous. And it gives me an idea. What? Was it on TV already or no? Yes. We have to find the clip. We have to find the clip and play it. Dude, I asked my brother to get it for me, and he said somebody else that he knows has it. Um, We have to get that. We have to get that. (laughs) But so we can't pay you, but I think it'd be fun. We're gonna keep it, you know, not really classy because there's no reason to be classy if you're clashing with each other, right? <laughs> but keep it civil, no violence. But uh, just a place to air out your grievances and have a little fun with it, and have other people who aren't involved, you know, throw throw their two cents in. I mean, what it's worth, not two cents. That's for shit sure. But I think it'll be fun. Yeah, and like we said, we're gonna be monetary damages. If you owe money to somebody, we're gonna tell you you're gonna pay. And we're going to have punitive damages. And punitive damage is not the way they say how it is in the law. Punitive damage means you're going to get punished. There's going to be some sort of punishment, whether it be a hot chip, whether it be a cold dip in a, ba- in a cold bath. Uh, whoever does it, hopefully they stick to it. And we'll, uh, we'll also play the clip later on. I mean, or put it on our social media about uh, their punishment. So going into the fun. wintertime, if it snows, somebody's taking a swan dive in a Speedo in some snow, I think. 100%. 100%. I mean, I do so that for fun, have- but. Yeah, so if anyone has a friendly dispute, frenemies, friendly dispute over sports, pop culture, just bullshit between friends. And and who owes Who owes the next time going to the bar, bar tab, golf yeah. dispute? Is it a gimme? Is it not a gimme? Bring it on. You know, we love it all. And you know what we always have? We always had uh, what our friends growing up was always, uh, this guy never drove. Like when you went to the bars and it was like, this guy never drove. It would be five, six weeks ago every weekend and he would never drive to the bars. Like that's something you want to bring here. We'll take care of a kangaroo court. That was that was me and Meredith when we first started dating. She complained to me about, oh, you, how come I'm driving everywhere? (laughs) Well, there you go. She could have brought you a kangaroo court. We had told her, Nick, you're driving next. And she hasn't driven anywhere since. That was like our third (laughs) date. She's like, I'm driving everywhere with this son of a bitch. Yeah, there we go. That's that's a reason too. But that's yeah, anything. Right, sport. If it's something on the here we are a year and a half later. She hasn't driven in years. If it's someone on the course, in the court, on the field, whatever it may be, we'll take care of it. We'll uh, hear at Kangaroo Court. So uh, check us out. DM us below. Score Addicts Pod on Twitter. Uh, if you want to join us, if you have a dispute with your friend, uh, also go to Scoreboard Addicts on YouTube now. Uh, that's our new new thing on YouTube is handles. So you just put in uh, at scoreboard, scoreboard Addicts. 
and you'll find our YouTube channel. And then we're also at Scoreboard Addicts on Instagram and on TikTok. And TikTok's fun because we're going to be, we have, we'll announce it later on, but we have more stuff coming up for TikTok and YouTube coming up. So um, I think it's better for Kangaroo Court, right? We don't have yeah, a, yeah. But he's lucky that he's not here because he probably would have got very, a lot of punitive damages. <laughs> I mean, I think punitive damage is definitely, not for nothing. Like, can you really even call it punitive damage when it's earned? <laughs> well, because it's a punishment. So that's why we're we're just naming it punitive for like I the, guess se- so. the sake of the of the segment. So I, I, when it's earned, yeah, him. I mean, obviously, I I agree with you. I think a few. I don't think any of us can be biased in this situation. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's he's pretty much screwed if he comes to the kangaroo. <laughs> 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 what happens if he's in contempt of court or doesn't show? I mean, can we can we pull yeah, out? He, uh... he has to be properly notified. If he gets a proper notified. Uh, with enough time, we'll we'll say, all right, you're content. To I, listen, I I mean, I'm all for starting a GoFundMe page and then uh, sending Dog the Bounty Hunter after him. <laughs> Bring him to your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Be great. Uh, all right, Here's so the thirty-seven dollars I owe you. <laughs> Thank you, Dog. Yeah, <laughs> that does it for Kangaroo Court. Uh, DM us if you want to join. And that brings us to our last segment of the show. Trying to do a quicker episode today. Um, rapid fire. So I have a few topics here. I guess if one of you guys, I, I didn't say who was going to be which, but if you guys want to raise your hand real quick. But let's be really quick on these. Let's not take up too much time. So um, this one actually both could could tune, uh, chime in on. I almost said tune in on. Chime in on. Okay. I'm going to show you a logo. There's a new team. Has uh, not a new team, but one of the teams in the MLB have changed their logo. So I'm going to show you their old logo, and then I'll show you their new logo, and you tell me which one you like better. All right. So the Minnesota Twins recently paid to redo their uniforms, logo, all everything, and here is their old logo. Just the, the Twin City ah. with TC. All right, the old logo. All right now, check this out. This is their new logo. <laughs> <laughs> for the audio, I don't know if you guys, you guys don't get why I'm laughing. Bro. It's not much of a difference. It looks pretty. That's much like the same. episode of uh, that '70s show where they hire the dude that plays Al Borland and uh, Leo's cousin and Leo to redo the basement, and they get high and they're like, "We moved everything a foot to the left. It's a totally different basement." It's literally what they did. The fact that they, you know what, honestly. Good, good. Screw it. Whoever got paid to do that, okay, and cash that check, good for them. If you could scam morons, scam morons. I, I'm all about it. The hell with it. I hope they got paid a lot of money. I hope there was a 50-man think tank, man or woman or whatever, think tank that got paid a lot of money to do that. I see what you're adding, Nick. I'll show it one second. But here's my favorite part. Like, it Literally, all they did was get rid of the uh, <laughs> the tails on the T's. Yeah. On the, on the side, no, of they, they also there also is no gap between the C and the T anymore. Oh yeah, you're right. It's straight through, and it's a little <sighs> brighter, a little brighter red, a little brighter yeah. red. So yeah. here we have this video. Here's a little clip from Nick. That Nick's posting right now. Hang up. Corporate needs you to find the differences between this picture and this picture. Intel has told us there are at least seven. Okay, I already see one. Give me. Okay. They're the same picture. 
<laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. There, that's 100%. Oh, I took out TJ by accident. Uh, yeah, that is. Excuse me for just a few minutes. And he's gone. And he's gone. Nick, I guess he doesn't want to do rapid fire. All right. All right. So emergency on. poop situation, possibly. Apparently, emergency. Hopefully, it doesn't poop. The old uh, Manny Ramirez. <laughs> oh yeah, into the the Fenway Green, the Green Monster. <laughs> the Green Monster. All right. So yesterday, Judge was finally named the AL MVP over Otani. A lot of people were hoping that Otani would still win because he's a pitcher and he's a, a hitter. Uh, but Judge had the most historical year as for a left, for a right fielder and a hitter. Well, right field, the center fielder. He actually, the right. crazy thing is, he probably could have won a Gold Glove this year, but because he played so many games in center field. Right. I feel he wasn't able to get a gold glove, and then we probably should have. Um, so he wins he wins MVP, but contract talks, he's a free agent. Great year to become a free agent. 62 home runs, broke a record. Bet on uh, himself, and he it's gonna pay off. Yeah, so they said basically right now, Brian Cashman said the offer is now out there. He gave them, I think they offered him last year 240, I'm sorry, 253 million dollar uh contract extension. They're now at are at they said they went higher than that. For a contract extension. So, uh, what do you think? What do you think the what gets done? Uh, if you're not paying this guy, probably in the ballpark of three hundred forty million dollars, he's not staying. Yeah, I agree with you. Eight years, probably eight yeah. years, right? Yeah, it's, and, and, and I'm assuming the reason why the Yankees didn't put it out there, obviously, because you know the obvious is you don't want other teams that are in the market to start getting an idea of where their bid needs to be. Yeah, but at the same time, they're probably a little embarrassed by it. They probably went up twenty million dollars. Like, ah, oh, come on, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, and all the hot dogs you can eat in the stadium. You know what I mean? Like, dude, the, the Yankees are playing the cheapskate role, and if they're not going to pay for this guy, it, it's just pathetic. I mean, the Yankees so far in the offseason has been absolutely pathetic. You're yeah, hearing how Donaldson's a good player and Boone's a good manager. And they just it's like IKF, dude. You can't sell me a bridge in Brooklyn. You can't sit there and hold shit in front of my face and tell me it doesn't stink. You want to continue with this like laughable horseshit parade of lies? Go ahead, but the fans aren't buying it. Nobody thinks Boone's a good manager. Nobody thinks Josh Donaldson belongs on this team. Nobody thinks IKF can be your fucking everyday shortstop. No, not cut at the all. shit. Like you, you literally took all the problems and all the issues that the fans had with this season and turned around and like, no, we're good. I mean, maybe that shit works in politics because people are dumb and watch news and whatever. Uh, we won't get into that. But, like, <laughs> baseball fans usually know because they're watching and they're paying attention and betting on sports or paying to go see a team. You can't lie to them and be like, nah, he's good, though. Why? Yeah. Because I said he's good. Okay. No, definitely not. And the, means I nothing. Think, I think with this contract, they're probably going to have a um, – which I think 1420 uh, tweeted at us too as well about this was um, – a heavy, like front heavy contract where it won't kill you as much towards the end of the contract. Cause like, right. You get older. I mean, the guy's 30, he's 30 years old already. He's going to be 31 next season. He's going to be what? 39 ish when he's done with this contract. Right. It's a contract. The other thing that concerns me is that obviously we always thought the giants were going to be in on it. Giants. Like we will not be outbid. We're getting Aaron judge to come back. Right. Um, I mean, not come back, but come, come home to come the home. Bay area where he's from. Uh, the Dodgers recently just cut a bunch of people or not cut them, but like, Opted out of a bunch of contracts. Right, freed up some cash. They have a hundred million dollars extra this season now in offseason for for this season going forward, and they are in on Aaron Judge, and that scares me because the the Dodgers are like they're already stacked and they're always ready to throw money at anybody. 
My only caveat to this whole situation is if the Yankees are going to do what the Yankees have been doing, it's probably not worth spending the money on Aaron Judge because if you're not going to, especially a front-loaded, front-heavy contract, if you're not going to win or shoot to win a championship in the next three to four years, then what's the point? Because if you're going to sit there and run out Donaldson and run out IKF as your everyday shortstop, if you're going to keep Aaron Boone as a manager who's essentially doing absolutely nothing but listening to analytical bullshit, he's just a puppet. If you're not making any effort to win or change the you know deficiencies you've had, especially last season, then there probably is no point in spending all that money. I mean, it's not my money. I don't give a shit. Spend it all for all I care. I don't care if you know Steinbrenner's go broke. Doesn't matter to me. But it's you can't just you know get Judge back and spend all that money and be like we're set now, right? It's like no, yeah. You got to make some maneuvers here. You got to do some things to to win more ball games and to last longer in the playoffs. Nick, uh, quick point on Aaron Judge contract talks. What do you think? Then we'll move on. I think I, I at this point I'm getting to the I think that the Yankees resign him because their owner is starting to realize that they cannot lose him, that the brand hurts when you lose your star. You know, like uh, how embarrassing would it have been to see Derek Jeter play for somebody else? You know, Um, so I don't, I don't think your homegrown stud. I think you you signed the guy uh, and and Steinbrenner has been saying a lot of things lately. I I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to to what Steinbrenner has been saying. I I saw it. Yeah. As of late, he's been saying, you know, like I took a, you know, not that he took offense when fans booed him, but he heard it and he yeah. understood why. And he was like, we can sign Judge and somebody else. Whether or not he does that is a different story. But it seems like from what Judge is saying, he's like, uh, I don't want to sign with the team and I sign with them and we don't sign anybody else. Like that was his latest and greatest comment was like, I want to play for a team that wants to win. And how do you show me that you want to win? Well, don't just invest in one person. Invest in the entire team. I think first step was getting back Rizzo, who's a very yeah, big part huge. of a helping Judge. If if Judge is the captain, then he's the co-captain. He's the yeah. assistant captain, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that was a big deal. Uh, I I today they they re-signed uh, IKF for like six mil. I don't hate the move if he's the backup. If he's the backup, that's a great move. The guy's very mm-hmm. versatile. He can play every place on the field to to include catcher. Hey, he's awesome. awesome. He's a great utility player, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But playing him every single day—that's the wrong answer. Yeah, that's the wrong answer. Uh, you know, you go either you go out there and you go get, spend some money and get yourself a Correa. You go get yourself a Trey Turner, which I honestly, between the three of us, I would say I would rather have uh, Trey Turner, um, just because he's—I think he's a—I uh, think he's a better overall hitter. And when I say hitter, I don't mean power and and. You know, on base plus slugging, all this other crap that everybody likes to measure. I mean, he gets on base, he's still second base. That's what I like from Trey Turner. Right. Because uh, yeah. we have a lot of guys that have great OPSs, and they just when they get on first base once in a while because they can't hit their 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 weight. They weigh two ten and they bat one ninety. Yeah. So and they um, also have your Peraza and Volpe in the in the weight in the wings right. too. And, and that's like, the thing that's, too. Bring up always Volpe. Do that. Bring up Volpe. Get rid of Glaber. Bring up Volpe and bring up Peraza. That that would be yeah. a change to me. That would be a change in a direction. You know, I'm not saying you got to right. go out and spend three hundred million dollars on Trey Turner or Carlos Correa. Yeah, uh, I am saying that you can't run this. You can't run it back. No, you like, can't. And like you have to get rid of Donaldson, as far as I'm concerned. And regarding the young guys, like I just last quick point about this is like 
the Yankees have been known to just stash away their minor leaguers and then be like, we're not training them. We're not training them. They're going to be the next best thing. And then they finally hit AAA and they're like, shitty. Like how many pitchers have gone by the wayside? You have Debbie Garcia is not that good anymore. Chance Adams never for, came to fruition and he keeps doing this. So it's like, are you either going to finally take a shot and use these guys, Peraza and Volpe, or are you going to go forward with signing a big name to play shortstop? Because you need something there. You can't go with IKF. You can't go with Josh Donaldson. You need something more for this team. Um, but that's my final point in the Yankees. I don't know if you guys have anything else, but if you want to um, just uh, they're, they're going to end up getting another outfielder to go along with Judge. Um, oh, yeah, they said they ben, were. Either Benintendi is going to come back. Or oh, the Japanese player. And there's that too. There's a thought in that as well. Um, there also, there's also uh, Cody Bellinger just got released, which is weird. Yeah, he got released. True. That's that's. Yeah, that was, I mean, he didn't get released. He, he was just non-tendered. He was non-tendered. Let's let's yeah. bear in mind that three years ago he was that NL MVP. Yeah. Right? And he's what twenty five. He's hitting bombs too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying that he <laughs> played great last year. I'm not saying that by any stretch of imagination. No, he had a very Joey Gallo season last year. Yeah, he did. But but three years ago or so. Guy was the NL MVP, and he was like 23 at the time. Yeah. But he was like, what, 25, 26? And everybody's like, he's washed up. Like, he's a running back in the NFL. <laughs> Put it down up. All right, well, moving on. This would be a really quick oh, point for me. Wait, Gio Urshela traded to the Angels. Poor bastard. Yeah, sorry. Sucks for him. Sorry, Gio. Um, quick point. Tony Finau won a tournament. <laughs> TJ, you know me and my Tony Finau. Dude, I love Tony Finau. Tony Finau, I, there's no way to not love Tony Finau. I mean, yeah. he might be one of the most personable guys on the PGA Tour as far as just – He is. He's awesome. He comes off very, very nice, very genuine, and good for him. I, I, I'm happy for him. I, I love watching last year. He won, those, he won those two tournaments back-to-back, and he came home, and he was, like, doing, like, the Dougie and stuff. Like, he's yeah. going nuts at all. Like, because what is he, Polynesian, right? Is that what he is? Or Samoan? What is he? I'm not writing his biography. <laughs> he, he had like all like, you know, they give like the big leaves and stuff like that. They put like the whole necklace on him and he was dancing. I don't know. Either way, I love Tony. He Fino. fell in a bush, dude. Come on. You clearly you don't know weird? enough about him to love him that much. No, he's Polynesian or something. He's from Hawaii. He's in the area. But um, he's from not... Salt Lake City, Utah. But all right. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he absolutely is from Salt Lake City. He's born in Salt Lake City, Utah. But his nationality, <laughs> what's his nationality? American because he was born in Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. We're all Americans here, but I'm Spanish. If I had to put money down based on the fact that he's born in Utah, I would say he was Samoan for two reasons. Uh, one, yeah, one, his first, his middle name is Boa, which is as we were as Jet fans know, Sione Boa was Samoan and he played for the Jets and he was also from Utah. He went to uh, the University of. He was a Utah, Utah Utes, I think it was the Utah Utes. Um, and uh, he was also a Mormon. That's why he's from, from Utah. Um, Tony Finau is of Tongan and Samoan descent. Oh, Samoan, oh, that's what it was. I said Polynesian or Samoan. I don't know if you know this, but Polynesian is Samoan. There you go. <laughs> or rather, Samoan is Polynesian. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> Some right. guy loves nice Tony Finau so much, doesn't even know his, his I said heritage. he was Polynesian. I said he was Polynesian. And you you guessed like, he was Polynesian. I knew he was Polynesian. Anyway. All what's right, his, what's his first name? Anthony. It's not. <laughs> it's not Anthony. I know it's not. <laughs> his name is Milton. It's Tony. It's, it's, I know it's Milton. Tony. All right. Anyway, moving on. Your, your guy's best friend, Tom Brady. Uh, newly divorced Tom Brady. I know you guys love Tom Brady so much. 
Did you guys see Giselle has a new boyfriend already? And who it is? He's the Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach. <laughs> I guess so like Tom a- can't even fight the guy. No, he can't. He couldn't he <laughs> because couldn't. the guy just beat his ass. But you yeah. know what? Why? Why would he want to? Why would he want to? If it's over, it's over, and he's Tom Brady. I'm sure he will be able to dry his tears on some 26 year old supermodel's chest. Uh, listen, dude, it still seems like <laughs> he's fine in life. Good. It still he's seems like he got cucked pretty good. Like House. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's drying his eyes with millions of dollars, and oh my god, it sucks sitting in this mansion by myself. Oh, poor me. I'm just letting you guys know that that Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor was probably getting some rear naked choking before uh, Giselle was divorced. Oh yeah, I'm sure he was. Listen, but t- Tom Brady still has the notch on, on the checklist of all. Oh, I had Giselle when she was in her modeling days. Yeah, no, and, and that guy yes. will have the the notch of I was in Giselle when she was married to Tom. <laughs> but does it matter? Do you think it, it bothers does. him? I think it bothers him. Like, I, I, I feel won. like it doesn't. I played in nine Super Bowls and oh, ten Super Bowls. Ten Super Bowls is nine. Ten. It's ten. Nine. I played in ten Super Bowls or whatever it is, and I won. Yeah, I won seven of them. Yeah, his ten, seven and ten. He lost three, two to Eli, and one to Nick Falls. And he won. Oh, seven. I forgot about the Eagles one. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, he has that notch in his belt. Are you is Meredith coming on for the Would You Rather or no? No, she's she's neck deep in New Girl. Oh, that's a good show. Um, all right, would you guys rather spaghetti fingers or spaghetti nose? And what I mean by that, I mean you have your regular fingers, but they're like spaghetti. They're very like, or you have your toes. They're like that. Toes. <laughs> toes. I don't so do I shit hate- with my toes. Yeah. I guess would it be tough to walk, though, if you like your toes are equilibrium? You can say it was non-functional. <laughs> well, so so here's the deal, though. Like, if I if I put my socks on, I can kind of ball them up into the shape that I need them to be. Especially have those finger socks that women love. Yeah, you just can't wear sandals. Or just yeah. freak people out. Or you can't play with yeah. flip-flops. Yeah, you can't wear flip-flops. Listen, if you have spaghetti fingers, you can't even pick your nose. Remember salad fingers? Salad fingers. <laughs> That creeped so many people out, and I still don't know why. <laughs> fingers. I gotta say, right, one, more, one more. Would you rather? Would you rather? Oh, what the fuck is this? Um, lose your sight or your memories? Damn, that's a good one. Um, memories. Hundred percent, my memories. Like all your memories from here, past. Yep. I, I'd, I'd rather you lose my sight. I think I have to lose my sight because at least I can like remember like. But then you'll never see more, your, your you'll uh, never see your daughters get married. Yeah, but he'd still be able to be there. It's better than like the first day of waking up and your kid runs up to you like daddy. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm not at the wedding. I don't right. remember I don't know, you. I don't know Watch any the of video. the people who are here. Watch some videos. You'll be all right. There's pictures all over the place. What, what are they, 50 first dates? Like, I don't have to watch it. Yeah, seriously. Like, no. I want those write, memories. Write a fucking note. <clears throat> I want the memories. I want the memories, memories too. I, I, I like memories. You know, losing sight does suck, but seeing myself get old, I guess I, I want to see how ugly I would be at that point. <laughs> I just still think that I'm, like, less ugly. <laughs> I would never have to worry about being brought up into Kangaroo Court for not driving Rook anywhere. I'd be like, dude, I have a fucking good excuse. Yeah, I can't, I can't see. Damn it. All right. Oh, shit. All right. 
<laughs> funny thing is, last week, our would you rather was, would you rather have a dick for a nose or a nose for a dick? And it turns out that we found on the internet this week. My dad found it. I saw I saw <laughs> everyone else too. This guy literally had a dick for a nose. Oh, man. <laughs> Look at this poor bastard. At least you never had to worry about getting punched <clears throat> in the mouth. I'll tell you right now, if he worked on Wall Street in the 80s, nobody would want to party with him. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? Like, he had to have done it once, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's got to do it one time in your life. Yep. Like, you know what, honey? This night we're going to use the nose. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Honestly, like, that's wax. I mean... You know what? They it, it's not just the length, it's the girth, and that thing is pretty wide. I mean, it'd be pretty embarrassing. His wife is like, Yeah, no, babe, nose again. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, imagine he was like he withheld the nose because he's like, I can never put my penis in her ever again. <laughs> he's just like he's like, I, I can't have sex with this woman ever again, so I can't use the nose. <laughs> what? It's awful. Like he outstretched the elastic in a fucking his favorite pair of sweats. <laughs> Ruined it. <laughs> took a turn. Just took a turn for the worst. Oh, oh my God. goodness. <laughs> I'm so glad my dad sent me that link. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I, did your dad I, have I, an I answer for that? No? Did, did you, would your dad rather have the dick nose? But you know what? We were busy. He was busy welcoming his grandson into the world. He didn't have it's time fair. That. That's fair. It's congratulations, Nick. Congratulations to you. Thank family. you. Thank uh, you. That was wild. I was. I was crazy that we got it on video. My reaction to my dad saying my sister's in labor. You guys didn't see it, but I felt pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't see. I heard it. But that was. We'll have to play. Uh, Nick, probably... do you want to do me a favor? Because uh, whenever I play a, a video on here, it always comes up really skippy. Could you go to YouTube? our YouTube channel and pull up our uh, pull up our advent calendar. One of those beer and takes from last year. Yeah, or do the blooper one. Do the blooper one. Because we're on next one. last last segment, well, not segment, but last thing for the day for the podcast is we are we're coming back with the advent beer calendar. We did this last year. Beer and a take. We started from December 1st, went all the way to December 24th. It was exhausting. And the last two nights were in AC. Uh, you guys were uh, were live in AC. Did a couple beer and a takes there. We are going all the way again. We're going to have AC again uh, on the twenty third or sorry the twenty fourth night. Um, and it's fun. We do different beers every night. We each take a turn, um, and uh, we try different beers. Give our sports take, and give our reviews on craft beers around either locally or just around the the country. So, it has alcohol in it. We're trying it. Yeah, exactly. Do you have Nick? Do you have uh, a queued up? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. What is this the blooper? This is the blooper. All right, let's see it. I love this intro. <laughs> intro is fine. We have to come up with a new one. My daughter loves this, by the way. She loves. The beer to take. Our Jewish friend has his menorah in the background. Yes. It's a holiday tradition. <laughs> there it goes. Thanks for being here with me for day 20 of our Advent calendar. And you are him who is 
he, he was very talented. Only took him. Uh, Headed out some of that rant. Like, it was long. Uh, edit, edit out some of that. Uh, Anthony, edit the part about what I said about COVID out. Hi, welcome to day 10. Hi, welcome to our 10th day of the Advent Beer Calendar. This is the 10th episode of the Beer. It's a great movie, Chevy Chase. You have uh, Dennis Quaid. Um, not Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Hints <laughs> of lemon and ginger, cinnamon. Uh, actually, you know what? Not not lemon. No, not lemon. Hold on. Yeah, it's not. It's not as tart as lemon. It's orange. Wow. 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 But if you were sitting by a campfire and that smell that you honestly wow. See? Wow. <laughs> uh, Bananas. Ron Harper takes the ball and dribbles it up. And throws a uh, not so much a sports day, but obviously uh, uh, the moody moody holiday party. The movie holiday party, cranberry, orange, blueberry, and milkshake for sugar. <laughs> that would be the outtakes. But yeah, wow, wow. But this is 10%. Wow, that's something else. And, I- and it was pandemonium. It was pandemonium. It- It does not have the wow factor. No, no. It does not have wow factor. Like that has a wow factor. That's a sad chicken sip and you go, wow. We appreciate the support. Thank you. Merry Christmas. And so, cheers. Hope everybody has a happy and healthy holiday. Nick, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from all of us here at the Scoreboard Axe Podcast. Thank you very much. That was a good month. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was definitely a lot of fun. I was a lot of fuck ups. <laughs> no, my favorite is you just go to this. Yeah, I always. I don't know I like why. Like I do before. I, takes. I like the old dry lips. I just want to point out that every time I said "wow," I was making fun of TJ. That's fine. No, I know. I know you were. <clears throat> no, I feel like one of the ones you weren't. Uh, I want to say it was like the second to last one. The AC one. No, the AC one. You yeah, were like, I was, we were in AC. Like, wow. I turn around. Dude, because you know what? That that ACB, and I wish we would have wrote down the name of that. That shit hit you right in the face. Like, it was a s'mores something or other. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane how sweet but smoky it was. It, yeah. That shit was a wow. That, it deserved the wow and the wow factor. <laughs> we, didn't we bring you one back? Yeah, it was delicious. That was a real. I don't like. I don't like stouts because they're usually pretty heavy. That one was like, like way you guys described it, like watching that back, and then when I had it, and when you guys brought it to me, I was like, this day they, they nailed it. Like you guys nailed how that beer tasted, and when I actually had it, I was like, this is this is delicious. 
Oh, I get why I love for another one of those bad boys. Yeah, it was like a. Yeah, we're, de- we're definitely gonna have to hit that uh, <coughs> liquor store again. Try to was find it, that was again. Was like a Rudolph. It was like a Rudolph one. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it was, it was a total like, hokey holiday, you know, can holiday beer. Yeah. And usually, and we, I think we started that uh, that beer in the take by saying like, usually these suck, so we had no confidence in it being good because anything that that's has why a we gimmicky... sat there like shocked. Oh, I found it. Right. Like it's the gimmicky called the cans. Rudolph. 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 That's what it was. It's called the Brudolph S'mores Stout. Yeah. All right. Well, beer and it takes. I guess we back can't do another road. review, but we'll just drink that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But beer and it take will be back. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Advent calendar. We'll try to do something different this year, make it a little more fun. But I think that's it. Nick, take us out. Well, from all of us here at Scoreboard Addicts Podcast, we'll catch you again next week. Uh, next week, we have a little different schedule with the holiday coming up. We will not be on at the end of the week. We'll try to get on a little earlier Wednesday. Wednesday? Like late Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. Late, late Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. We're going to do a little something, something. And we'll see a little kangaroo court action. Uh, yeah. And we'll see the type of discipline that the judge has to bring. Um. Looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Look out for a beer and a take for our 25 beers of Christmas slash Hanukkah. Holiday, holiday. They had a few life. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's all of us. That's all from us here at the Scoreboard Dykes Podcast. And we'll catch you next week. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.